Well, it's good to be with you, and I want to bring you a message this morning entitled, Our Part. Our part. Our individual part. I believe I can take the scripture and show you what our part is. The more important concern is, what will we do about it? What will we do about it? I hope this morning to show you your part, and I also hope that you will hear your part, and if you are not participating and faithful in your part, that you would begin. I want to ask you to pray with me. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, not, good enough, I'm not a good enough preacher to preach without praying. It's like the little fellow that went to um, Grandma's house, his family, and he was at Grandmother's house. And... They all gathered at the table and he just started eating, just jumped right in and started eating. Well, his parents were just like, what are you doing at home? We all, you know, at home, we always pray. And he said, yes, but th we're grandma's. She's a good cook. <laughs> he, like, like we pray at our house as a matter of survival, but we don't have to do that here. Father, I'd ask you to help me this morning to, uh, to, to be true to your word and that I would be filled with your spirit and be able to uh, be used of you. I pray that you would also help those who hear that their hearts would be open to your spirit. I'm confident in the faithfulness of many, many this morning in this church. And I ask your blessings upon them. And I pray this message would be an encouragement to them. And if there be those who are not involved, I pray this message would challenge them and draw them to a place that they'd be willing to commit. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name, I pray. I want you to meet me in Psalm 67. If you would, and you're able, if you would stand in honor of the reading of God's Word. Psalm 67. I don't, I don't know that I've seen a psalm that, is more, that more clearly defines our individual part in missions. It says in verse 1 in Psalm 67, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. You may be seated, please. This, this psalm is a, is, is a, it's a psalm to be read for wisdom, and it's a psalm that is to be sung as a song in, in praise. And it's a prayer that is to be prayed in honor of the Lord. And I think there's three truths in this chapter that speak directly to our part in missions. 
And I note firstly in this message that according to verse 1, it's okay to ask God for blessings. Asking God for blessings is okay. Asking God for blessings is allowed. Asking God for blessings is not discouraged. You're not being selfish when you ask God for blessings. You're not being greedy when you ask God for blessings. He says in verse 1, God be merciful unto us and bless us. He says in Psalm 2, Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possessions. See, it's not wrong to ask God to bless us. It's not greedy or sinful. And I'll tell you, that's good news. And here's why. Maybe you're like me, but asking God for blessings after He's already blessed me so much, I find that challenging. I, I find that like, like why, would, why, sh why should I ask for blessings from God? I'm already blessed more than 90% of the world. And if you look at it, if, and I think I, I, I tried to research this and there was just too much, but I've heard it said that if you make over $32,000 a year, you're in the upper 10% of the world economically. If you live in America, I would say, you're above 90% of the world and such. And, and so I, I come before the Lord and I say, start to ask for blessings. And I say, well, wait a minute, Lord, you've already given me, God, you've already given me your son, Jesus Christ. I, I shouldn't, anything else you could give me would be less than that. You've already given me forgiveness of sin. You've already given me a home in heaven. You've already given me a family that loves me. You've, you've already blessed me with health, Lord. Lord, I, don't, I'm, I feel selfish asking for blessings, but here's the reality of it. God's not offended when His children come to Him asking Him for blessings. He's not irritated with us. He's not frustrated with us. When those He has blessed so value His blessings that we ask for more. Let me give you two reasons why I believe it's acceptable to ask God for blessings, even though you've been greatly blessed. Number one, it honors Him. Because it recognizes that all blessings come from Him. It's, I mean, I hear God in heaven saying, you again? Yes, I recognize you as the one who gives out blessings. I recognize you. And the Bible makes it even clear. He owns it all. It all belongs to him. He, he, and he gives us for our usage what, what we will and sometimes what we ask for. And so I'm just saying to you, God's not offended when we come asking him for blessings because it honors him. Here's another reason he's not offended that we ask for blessings when we have been so blessed. Number two, it humbles us. It humbles us. You get on your knees asking God for blessings and the Spirit of God says you, you already have been blessed. It humbles us. It puts us in the right relationship or in the right position that when we realize that, that all good things come from Him, that we have Him already and there's nobody else in heaven or earth that we desire more than Him, that honors Him and it humbles us that we, we, there's no such thing as a good man. And when you get on your knees before God, He says, He gets it. I'm just saying to you, 
It's humbling of us when we ask God for blessings. And I would say to the individual that supposes, I had a gentleman tell me one time, he said, uh, and, and he, th he thought, he thought he was saying something spiritual. And maybe according on his spiritual level, what he was saying to him maybe was spiritual. But he told me after the services one Sunday morning when he was walking out, he's an older gentleman, successful gentleman. He said, I told God, if you'd take care of me, I'd take care of the business. And I just wanted to say, I, I, hope, I hope that comes from ignorance rather than arrogance. Because who's going to put themselves on the same level as God and say, I can take care of my business as good as you can? Nobody, nobody who knows God well would say that. I'm saying to you this morning that it's okay to ask for blessings because it honors God and it humbles us. Do you know the difference in the, I think it's the book of Luke. Do you know the difference? Luke 18, I think it is. The Pharisee and the publican. Did you know, do you know when you read that and you study that, did you know that the publican, he was so humbled, he wouldn't even lift his head and he said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. He asked of the Lord. Do you know what's markedly different in the Pharisee? He asked for nothing. Nothing. What he was doing seems like, if you read it, was he said, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like the publican, he said. I'm, I'm, I fast twice a week. I give. I pray. I'm in the temple. It sounds like he's making a, he's applying for God's job. God looked upon that and the one that went home justified was the one that asked on, from his knees. I'm just saying to you that it's okay to ask God for blessings. The songwriter had it right when he said, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Don't apologize for asking God for blessings. Because according to this, it's okay. It honors him and it humbles you. Let me give you a second thought that I see in this portion of Scripture. God responds to our asking with blessings for the fulfillment of His purpose. We come before the Lord and we say, Lord, I need blessings. And God answers those prayers for blessings when we acknowledge that the purpose of those prayers for blessings is for His cause. You look at this in verse 2. He says that, and that, that word, that word, that, it's a, it's a because, or it's, it's a so. He's saying so. He says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us, that, or so, Thy way may be known upon earth, Thy saving health among all nations. He's saying, Lord, I'm, I'm asking for blessings I'm asking you to fill my hands. But he's not asking God to fill his hands so he can fill his own pockets. He's saying, I'm asking you to fill my hands so I can take your saving message to the nations. I'm asking you to fill my hands so I can participate more greatly in the cause of bringing saving health to the world. If you want to visualize his prayer, here's, here's this man coming before the Lord and he's, he's begging and his hands are empty, and he's begging God, and he's 
he's supposing and asking God to fill his hands so he can go and give what God has placed in his hands to God's most important cause, the cause of missions. I'm saying to you, when you consider God's cause and you concern yourself and commit to God's cause. It will cause you to come to the place where you're unashamed. I'm coming to the Lord for blessings and I'm expecting it to be done, but not because because I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking for you to fill my hands so I can give to missions and send the missionary. I'm just saying to you, when you pray and ask God for blessings, He is glad to fill your hands with blessings because you are committed to missions. And here's, what, here's two reasons. The Lord, or what, what is accomplished when you ask God for blessings, and He answers. Number one, God blesses us so we can contribute to His mission. God blesses us physically so we can bless the world spiritually. God blesses us physically in a physical way. He'll, he'll, he'll give you that better job, maybe, he'll, or He'll show you how to live less expensively. He will, he will cause you to be a better steward so that you can participate in missions. And then number two, God blesses us so we can be conformed to His image. Think about it. You are never more like Christ than when you are committing yourself, spending yourself, investing yourself for the cause of the unsaved man. Can you see it? He's conforming us. Those who will this missions year get on their knees, ask God for blessings for the purpose of being committed onto a greater level in missions. You're becoming more like Christ. You're being conformed to His image. This man is praying and asking God to fill His hands so He can be a blessing to the nations. And I'm just saying to you, that's what God delights in. And He hears that prayer. Not the prayer of someone necessarily desiring to have his own pockets filled, though God does that. But when you come before the Lord... And ask Him to fill your hands so you can be a blessing to the nations. You get God's attention, I think, very quickly. So we, we ask. It honors Him and it humbles us. He supplies, enabling us to contribute to His cause and also enabling us to be conformed to His image. And number three, I want you to see another truth in this portion of Scripture. Here it is. The time will come... When opportunity to fulfill God's purpose will end. Look what he says in verse 4. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Verse 4 speaks of changing conditions. Not a God that changes but changing conditions, changing times, changing seasons, changing capacity, changing. It always changes. And you and I must realize that we have but a limited time to get the saving message of Christ to the world. The times given the nation is limited. There's time for the nations to know His way and be healed spiritually. And that time gives way to righteous judgment. The mercy that He asked for in verse 1 ends with the righteous judgment of verse 4. 
The nations are not given eternity to prepare for eternity. The nations have a brief, shrinking, passing lives to know God's saving health. Here's the reality of it, and I would say this to Eastland Baptist Church. As a church, you have been blessed to send those God calls to those He loves before they die. That's the bottom line of it. That's the simple truth of it. You've been blessed to send those God has called to those He loves before they die. But their lives passing and shrinking in time is not the only limitation on us. The time for us to be faithful is also limited. Think with me. You're not getting any younger. No one is. Our time is limited. God will not only judge the nations, but He's going to judge His children, not as to condemnation. That's settled, praise God. But God will judge us in regard to how we used His blessings. How did you use my blessings? I gave so you could be involved. I provided. I, 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 I answered your prayer. How did you use? I, I heard the the uh, uh, preached a missions conference in Gillette, Wyoming this past week. And, and an individual came up to me after the service. And his, this individual's dad was a pastor. And he told me a long, long story. And the short version is that he come, this young man came home from church. His dad was the pastor. Came home from, from school one day. And there was a man weeping at his kitchen table. And the man was weeping at his kitchen table because God had spoken to his heart about giving $500 to missions. And, and he'd, he'd, he'd told the Lord he would give five, that $500. I don't know where I'm going to get it, but I'm going to give that $500 to you, to, to missions. So he had an old car that was worth $2,500, and somebody offered him, five, I mean, excuse me, $250. This was a long time ago. $250, and somebody offered him $500, and he sold it. But he was, said, he, he was in tears. He said, I was so, I was so moved. <clears throat> by my own needs, that he said, I became weak in my commitment that I'd made to God. And he said, I spent every dollar of that $500 on my family and on the things that I want. I'm just telling you that we have but a short, brief time to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. I pastored a family years ago, and I won't use their names because they, uh, our world is too small. I won't use their last name, but it's Louie and Hazel. And Louie and Hazel was an older couple, and I was brand new. This was years ago. I was brand new in pastoring, and I don't know why, but they always told me every time I was in their home or every time at church they would leave, they, they always said, now, Brother Bigham, we don't do anything now, but one day when we're, when we're gone, you're going to see, we're going we're gonna to really give to all this that we don't give to now. I'm, I'm, I'm new enough. I'm not even, I'm even, I don't want to know what people give. It helps me be a better preacher, I thought. Well, let me tell you how that plan worked. They gave nothing all their life, intending that when their life is gone, they would give it all to the Lord. But the nursing home got it all. The state got it all. 
And they're going to stand before the Lord, if I understand the Scripture, they're going to stand before the Lord having no part, no part in God's mission plan. Because they supposed that they had a part, they had a plan that, that competed with God's plan. And I'm saying to you, there's no such thing. You don't have a plan that competes with God's plan. You can get on your knees anytime, day or night, 24-7, and ask God for blessings. And as long as your desire and ambition is to further His cause, He has a generous free hand to give to you. And, and if you look at it in 2 Corinthians, I think it is, he talks that he gives seed to the sower and not only seed to the sower, something that you can give, but, but a seed for your food, for your provision, for your care. He's generous when we can come before God. And Louis and Hazel could have come before God. They could, they could have given then and come before God and God said, I see what you're doing and I'm going to, re I'm going to repay. I'm going to, I'm going to sustain you. He does that. I'm just saying to you, this, this chapter, Psalm 67, shows me that it's okay to ask God's for bless, God for blessings, and it's okay uh, to come before Him in need, and it's okay even though you've been greatly blessed. It's almost, since He's free to do it, it becomes our responsibility to come and, and, and ask Him so that we can do more for missions. And we need to do it while we have, while we have time. Asking God for blessings is good and necessary. And, and our, our asking needs to be uh, compatible with His plan because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. And if you're, I know you say, well, that's just, that's just old man talk. <laughs> and, and I might go with you down that road just a little bit. I, I get an, I, because I'm becoming more weary by the day with our country and with our times. And I'm not saying that it's hopeless. I'm, I'm not. God's on the throne. He can do whatever He wants to. But I've read the book. I kind of understand His plan. And He's going to come in a moment and take His children out of here. And our investing in the cause at that time is done. It's done. And I don't want to stand before him and him say, Dale, what did you do with what I gave you? Why didn't you participate? Why didn't you ask me? I'm just asking you this morning, I know what your part is. It's to seek from the Lord so you can give to the nations while there's time. What are you going to do about it? Stand with me, please.